the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Word of God is written by God to tell us, the children of God, how to be the Christians that our Father wants all of us to be. One of the things that it tells us to do is to be imitators of Jesus, our elder brother, and live life like he lived it too. We're supposed to use Jesus as our example of how we're supposed to live our lives now that we're part of the family. We're to follow Jesus' lead and do what he does and or whatever he teaches and tells us to do. Whatever Jesus does, we're supposed to follow and do the same thing too. That's because Jesus did and lived exactly like the Father wants all of us to live. God wants all of us to be imitators of Christ. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. In Jesus' name, amen. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live, that's going to be able to aid and assist you in stepping into the fullness of what God has in store for you, knowing exactly what you need to do in order to step into what God has freely made available to you. We're going to learn a little thing today that's going to be able to bless you in Jesus' name. And it's going to bless God, too, when you live this thing out like he wants you to do. Come on, have an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say to you. Because if you do, I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed in Jesus' name. You're going to be informed. You're going to be inspired. Praise God so that you can be able to live a life that others will admire the way that God wants you to do. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being Imitators of Christ. Because that's God's desire of you and me, and that's to be a people, an imitator of Christ like we ought to be. We ought to be imitators of Christ. I'm talking about those of us who have been born again. Those of us who have already received the Lord God within. The those of us who have already become Jesus and God the Father's friend. The one that's already become a part of the family of God, born into the family of God. We're supposed to be imitators of Christ. Well, God's talking to his church right now. I can tell by how few amens I just got that that's why he's talking to his church right now. Because his intention for us is to be imitators of him. So come on, let's get all the way in to this stuff that I'm sharing with you today. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. We'll do a short review, move forward into today's stuff that God's got for you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. It says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also have loved us. And have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saints. 
neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremongerer, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as foes, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Old folk used to say, let the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. And oh, that's what it did for those who heard what it is he actually said. God's talking to his church right now because Ephesians was written to the church. He was written to, he's talking to the church right now. It was written to the church of Ephesus, of at Ephesus. But of course he put it in the Bible so it could be written by me and you. It's the church of us of us. Praise God. Whereas we get a chance to be able to hear this thing, learn this thing, and let this thing out too. That's why he put it in the scriptures for me and you. And he's talking to them and he's talking to me and you and he's saying the same thing too. He's saying he wants us to be wise and understand what the will of the Lord is. That's why he's coming to his church right now and talking to the church because the church is not acting wise and conducting themselves according to the will of the Lord. He's telling them, wake up because the church is asleep. They're not living out the things the way God wants them to live. He's telling them to wake up and stop acting like fools but start acting as wise once again he's talking to the church he's telling the church quit acting like fools why is he telling that because the church can act like fools whereas god we found out already the biblical definition for a fool is a person who, who says in their heart that there is no god it's a person that says in their heart that there is no god which means that they act like god don't even exist and far as coming concerned god doesn't exist now that's a fool that say that God doesn't exist. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But I'm so glad we ain't one of them kind of fools. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Because we know God exists. We know God is real. We know he the bona fide Clyde. We know he the real deal. We know because he living on the inside of me and you. He saved us. He set us free. Praise God. He did it back on Calvary. Praise God. And we know what to do. We rejoice about it. Praise God. And we're glad about it. But there's another kind of fool that a person can be. This one includes the church. It's not talking about you and me. Because we ain't this kind of a fool, praise God. But there are these kind of fools that's in the church. And that's the ones that conduct themselves in life like there is no God. Who make their decisions in life like there is no God. Who do the things that they do as though God's not really true and that they act like they don't know what God wants them to do. Praise God. Now that's a fool too. Because, they, because remember, we are the church of the living God. We are the church. The word church in the Greek is the word ekklesia. Ekklesia. Ek is the, is the out and the klesia is called. Praise God. We've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We've been called out of Satan's family into God's family. We've been fallen out of, out of darkness into the light so that we can start living as children of light. 
But unfortunately, some children of light acting like fools and not conducting themselves like God is real. Knowing that God has a thing that he wants us to do, ways he wants us to conduct ourselves and lives according to. But then some of us, talking about the church, don't live according to what God said. That's foolish because God's word tells us exactly how to be able to live our life in such a way as we can have a blessed life. Whereas we can have life and we can have it that much more abundantly. But see, Satan comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy. To be able to affect everybody that doesn't live the thing the way God wants them to do. Well, unfortunately, you got people in the church that's living like that too. Who are not operating according to what God say, but they operate in the same way the world do. Remember, God created a binary system. Everything is either off or on. It's either right or wrong. It's either left or right. Are you listening to me tonight? It's either that we're doing it or we're not doing it. And it's the same way in the binary system, which means you're either doing it the way God said do it or you're doing it the way the devil said do it. And you got a lot of fools that conduct themselves in life as though God's not real because they do in the things that the world says do and don't do what God says do. My God, I'm so glad that's not none of you. Praise God. Because we ain't that kind of fool. Praise God. We know better. We know better, praise God, than to do something like that. Praise God. We conduct ourselves like God really is real because we know he really is real. We know that God wants what God wants us to do. He wants us to be followers of God as dear children. That is what he said in verse 1. We found out already that that word followers means imitators, which means that's what God's plan is for me and you. He wants us to be imitators of Christ. I'm talking about those that got born again like me and you. That the moment we get boned again, <laughs> God wants us to be able to be imitators of Christ from that point forward. The moment we receive God within, he wants us to be imitators of him from that point forward. We found out already that that word followers means imitators, which means we're supposed to do what he does. We're supposed to conduct ourselves the way he does. We're supposed to do it in both action as well as speech. Why? So that the world can be reached and be able to find out that God really is true because they saw me and you. We're supposed to be the epistle that they write, that they read, until they read the epistle that God wrote too. We're supposed to be the letter that they write, that they read, until they read the one that God wrote specifically to them. We're the one that they read in the meantime. To be able to find out whether God's word is true and God really does what he said he'll do, they're supposed to learn that from me and you. And our lifestyle is supposed to be a testimony of who God is because we are his. We're supposed to be many me's of the living God. That's who we're supposed to be. Because when he originally created me and you, he created us in his image and after his likeness. But according to the book of Psalms, Psalms number 80 tells us we made us just a little lower than himself. We're not just like God in that we can do everything that he can do in the full capacity. But we are just like God in that he made us just like him in such a way we're supposed to be living out the same way he did too. That's why he said in Genesis chapter 1, he said, I made you in my image and after my likeness. That word image means resemblance, which means we're supposed to look like God. Hallelujah. And we're supposed to do it in his likeness, which means mode or mannerisms, which means we're supposed to act like God. We ain't supposed to just look like God. We're supposed to act like God, which means the same way God would do what he do, we're supposed to do it too. The same way God does what he does is what we does every day of our life. Are you listening to me up in here? That's what we're supposed to do because that's who he made me and you. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to me and you to not only save us, praise God, and deliver us from the kingdom of darkness, but he also delivered us, praise God, so that we can be able to live this thing out as children of light too. The Bible says no man has seen God at any time, so which means we can't see God to be able to imitate him. But according to the word of God, Jesus is our example. He is our example as an elder brother. 
which is the second thing he came to do. Not only deliver me and you, but be an example to me and you so we can be able to live this thing out like it really is true. So we can find out when we get in Christ, now we know how to act. We act just like Christ and we be imitators of him. Follow our elder brother, does what he do, and then we're going to be able to live a blessed life just like he did too. Well, he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. And that's what we'll do too is we'll be able to draw all men unto he. Because we're going to be living this thing out just like he wants us to do and doing what he wants us to do. He was the firstborn of many brethren. We are the many brethren of which he's the firstborn of. And we're supposed to be acting just like he did too. By denying ungodliness. Praise God. We found out that word deny means to contradict it. To disavow it. To reject it and abnegate it. We found out it means to contradict it. Which means your life is supposed to be a contradiction to what the world says is right. Your life is supposed to be a contradiction to what the world says that we ought to do. That they ought to think that that's what they ought to do until they meet me and you. And when they meet me and you, they're supposed to find out, oh no, that's what I'm supposed to do. Because then they find out what blessed folk is really like. Are you listening to me up in here? And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to cause them to be able to become jealous of us and want what we got. But they can't become jealous of us and want what we got when we got what they got and live like they do too. Because then there's no difference between me and you. Why would I want what you got if I already got what you got? Because you living out what I got. Are you listening to me? It's only until you do something different right, to me that's going to cause me to be able to see thee as different. Are you listening to me up in here? Well, that's God's intention for me and you. As children of God, we're supposed to imitate him in everything we do. Now, the last few times we've been getting together, we've been talking about that we imitate him according to our lifestyle. That means that the life that we live, that we ought to be living a life in such a way where it causes people to know that Jesus Christ really is real. Praise God. I remember, I remember, I remember when I first got born again, praise God, and, and the Lord confirmed to me that I was supposed to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The very first message he had me preach was, can you live your life? Can you preach the gospel without opening your mouth? Can you preach the gospel without saying a word? Because our life is supposed to be a, pre- a presentation of the gospel, which means they find out what a Christian really is because they watched us. They lived our lives, too. But that's what God's intention is for me and you, to be imitators of him like that. Last time I got the chance to talk to you, praise God, I would say last week, but last week we had a Holy Ghost meeting up in here. Praise God. Man, if you wouldn't hear, oh, my God, praise God. I, you can't get that one on CD. Praise God. Holy Ghost was dropping on folks, sitting on folk, and affecting folk. Praise God. It was something to behold. Praise God. Next time be here, I'm telling you, it'll be a blessing for you. Praise God. Um, but 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 I ain't gonna try to go so far back that I review everything. Praise God, because half of you gonna be looking at me like you don't remember what I'm talking about, and then that's gonna tempt me to want to preach it again. Praise God. And so because of that, just get the CD. Praise God. But it's important for us to understand who we really are. He told us that now that you're children of light, walk as children of light, which means order your life according to the fact that you are now a child of God. We're children of God. And as children of God, we're supposed to think differently and conduct ourselves differently than everybody else do. See, God has blessed us by allowing us to be his sons. Can I see life for a minute or two and pause and think about what I just said to you? And let it seep in me. I don't know what it does to thee, but I'm telling you, whenever I think about that, it's like staggering to me. It's like mind-boggling to me that me, a man, can be given the privilege to be a son of God. Me that was wrong in everything that I used to do. Could be a person that God can reach down from heaven and say, hey, I come to save you. And not just save me, but invite me into his family. In such a way as I now have God as my father. 
OC, OC, that might not do nothing to you. But that like sends chills through me, praise God, and causes me to become even more inspired to live out like he want me to do. Turn over to John chapter 1. A lot of us don't understand that being a son of God is a position of great honor. I said it's a position of great honor. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Praise God. Hallelujah. John chapter 1. Before this day is out, you're going to see about that. John chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Being a child of God is a great honor. In fact, it's such a great honor that many people who have been given the honor to be children of God really don't see it that way. We see it as an annoyance. We see it as a problem. We see it as something that we got to do rather than something that we get, somebody we get to be. An awesome opportunity that is made available to you and me because of it. John chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to start reading verse 10. Because see, everybody isn't a son of God. Everybody is a creation of God, but everybody isn't a son of God. That's why, can I put a pause button right here? I mean, when I first got born again and I found this out right here, praise God, it changed my speech about many things too. I used to walk around calling everybody brother, you know, yo brother. But I stopped doing that because I found out you ain't my brother. You ain't my brother unless you got my daddy as your daddy. Y'all don't want to work with me up in here. Praise God. I found out you ain't my brother unless you got my daddy as my daddy. That's why when folk walk up to me and say, yo, bro, I say, wait, stop before you say any further. Who's your daddy? And they be like, it's, it's, it's Jimmy. And no, that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, <laughs> is, is, it, is it God or is it the devil? Because if the devil is your daddy, that, you ain't my brother. But you can be my brother because there's a spot at the table waiting on you. All you got to do is pray this prayer of salvation and then come on in and become family too. Are you listening to me up in here? Everybody ain't a son of God. It is an elite class of people who are the sons of God. I said an elite class of people who are the sons of God. Because everybody ain't a son of God. John chapter 1, let's read verse 10. It says, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Who's the he he's talking about? Go back to verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, capital W, and the Word was with God, capital G. And the Word, capital W, was capital G, God. Are you listening to me up in here? We ain't talking about no little G, God. Praise God. I'm talking about the capital G, God. The only wise God, creator of heaven and earth. Because there's only one God, one true God. Everything else is a false God. Are you listening to me up in here? This is the one that he's talking about. That back in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Mm. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came from for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. Because if he'd have got here, they would have known who he was. But there was somebody there who knew who he was that could be able to tell everybody else that that's him. Verse 8, he was not that light, Big L, but was sent to bear witness of that light, Big L. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, talking about the word, who is God. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Pause button. That's one of the reasons why you shouldn't be too shocked about being a child of God and the world don't understand you. The world don't, they, they, they can't roll with you. They don't know. They, 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 that shouldn't shock you. Why? Because they didn't understand the one that you being like. Are you listening to me? Well, if they couldn't understand them, then they, why can they understand you? Whereas God, pause button off. On second thought, put it back on. Whereas God, we should tell you some things too. Because if the world understands you and knows you very well, then they must not know your God. 
And wait a minute, that means you must not be acting much like God either. Because if they're comfortable around you, being the wrong people continuously around you, that speaks more about you than it speaks to them. Because if you live this thing out like you're supposed to, the world ought to become uncomfortable around you. Not uncomfortable, not, not, not uncomfortable because you're weird and crazy. That ain't what I'm talking about. Praise God, because some people are uncomfortable around folk because they're just weird and crazy. And they think it's because they're Christians. No, because you're weird and crazy. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you make anybody uncomfortable. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I'm talking about the ones that's living this thing out like we're supposed to. Pause button off. I don't want to spend that much time on that. But see la. Think about what I just said to you. Verse 10. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. Notice, but as many as received him. There's a separation here. There's a difference. There's one class of people. There's another class of people. I'm not speaking negatively. I'm just telling you the truth. There's one group of people. There's a whole other group of people. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on on, on, on his name. See, there's a people who have received him. Those are the people that receive the power to become the sons of God. See, it took power to make you a son of God. And it takes power to live this thing out as a son of God. But God gave you the power to become the son of God. And he gave you the power to be able to live this thing out as a son of God. See, I like this because that lets me know being a Christian ain't weak. Being a Christian is being powerful, which means I got a power they don't have. You got a power the world don't have which makes you more powerful than they are because you have something they ain't got. Are you listening to me up in here? So if you're so powerful, why you want to keep relegating yourself to weakness to be like the rest of the world when God has given you the power to be a more powerful person than they are? Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. If I'm a person that can make baskets anytime I shoot them, just because you can't make yours don't mean I'm going to stop missing mine. Are you listening to me up in here? If you're a person that can't catch a pass when it's thrown to you, don't mean that I'm going to drop my pass when you throw it to me. Praise God so I can be like thee. I'm so you can feel less about you being inadequate in catching when I'm good at catching. Are you listening to me up in here? If every time I go up to bat, I knock it over that, talking about that wall or that fence that's out there, praise God, I'm not going to like dribble it to a pitcher just because you can't hit it over the wall. I'm not going to reduce myself because you ain't enough to handle that. Are you listening to me up in here? I ain't going to water down my game because you ain't got no game. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But that's the way it's supposed to be in Christ. You are a powerful individual. In fact, you are the most powerful person walking on the face of the earth today. There is no more powerful and powerful than you because you was made a little less than God. You was made, and God is powerful. In fact, God is all powerful. You ain't all powerful, but you got some power, praise God, and you got enough power to be powerful. So you shouldn't water yourself down to be less than who you are just to be able to be with somebody else and just to be able to conduct yourself like somebody else. Oh, I got, I got an anointing on me right now, praise God, that I think I'm going to talk to some single folk up in here, praise God. If you got to water your life down in order to be with somebody so they can be with you, then you go ahead and let that person get away from you. Are you listening to me? You go on and let the fire shine and let you do what you do. In fact, I teach singles, praise God. You keep running toward the direction that God has in store for you. And then look to your side. If they can't keep up with you, that one wasn't for you. Praise God. You don't slow down to be able to turn down what God has for you to be able to make sure that you got somebody with you. Are you listening to me? You don't drag corpus corpses with you. You let them go. Praise God. And you go on the way God has in store for you. Hallelujah. Well, that's all the way I have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. 
Hope that you learn a little bit more about what our Father wants all of His children to do. That is, to be imitators of the God who made and saved me and you. I hope even more that you're learning the things that we need to do. That is, if we're going to be imitators of God like He wants us to do. So let's learn what to do and be the imitators of God like He wants all of us to do and be. So that we can imitate God like He wants done by you and me. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off and home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I got just the thing for all the single, unmarried people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G2B. That's our glorified to be uniquely his singles fellowship tomorrow evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints that's done on the fourth Friday of every month. For all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help them to live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation services available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.